Hey, fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I have a word from the Lord. Okay, family? So, let's just get right into prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I'm entering your courts, Father, with thanksgiving and praise, Lord, because you are so worthy of it all, Father. You are you are just everything, Lord, and I just cherish you, and I honor you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, because you deserve all the glory, Father. You deserve all the glory, because it's yours, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I'm just praying that as this word comes forth, Father, that you use my vessel, Lord, that you increase, Father, and I decrease, Lord, that you just take the flesh out of it, Father, and your children only hear what you are speaking, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we binding up any foul enemy, any lying tongue that will try to come up against this word. We are severing it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And that's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, fam. So, the Lord was speaking to me today. He was just talking to me, taking me everywhere around the Bible. And I'm just like, Lord, I need you to speak plainly to me, okay? (laughs) I need you to speak plainly. And this is what he said. He says, the time is coming where the Lord will speak plainly. The Bible is written to build on a the build on a relationship. So like to build a relationship with him, the way the Bible is written. There's no way for you to understand the Bible without a relationship. My word he said my words are harsh and strong, but it's to cut through your 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 wickedness and sinful nature. It's time for true worship. You, my child, are preparing the way for the Lord's return. Haven't I told you to be strong and courageous? Okay, family. So that's that's all that the Lord has said to me. And then, you know, he gave me some scriptures. And um, we're going to just get into it. So first, let's go to John 16. Let's go down to verse 25. I have spoken of these matters and figures of speech, but soon I will stop speaking figuratively and will tell you plainly all about the father. Then you will ask in my name. I'm not saying I will ask the father on your behalf for the father himself loves you dearly because you love me and believe that I came from God. Yes, I came from the father into the world and I will now I will leave the world and return to the father. It's time where the Lord is going to begin to start answering you more plainly because people are seeking after the Lord. And, and you know, you're, you're trying to hear what the Lord is saying to you. Or even if you are hearing what the Lord is saying to you, sometimes it's still he's speaking so um, figuratively. And you need him to speak plainly, family. And he said, the time is coming where I will begin to speak more plainly to you. And what we have to understand as a whole is that we are here to prepare the way for the Lord's return. Everything that we are doing is to give glory to God. Hallelujah. And I want to go to, um, hold on, because it was the part I was reading in Daniel. Give us just a second because she was screenshotting it. So it's Daniel 9. And, um, hold on, let me see what verse. 
let's go to verse 24. A period of 70 sets of seven has been decreed for your people and your holy city to finish their rebellion, to put an end to their sin, to atone for their guilt, to bring everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision and to anoint the most holy place. Now, listen and understand seven sets of seven plus two set two, 62 sets of seven will pass from the time the command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until the ruler, until a ruler, the anointed one comes to Jerusalem comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses, despite the perilous times. And the Lord, when I was reading it, he was speaking and he said, cause listen, family, I was reading Daniel and I was like, Lord, I need the anointing to understand this. I need wisdom. Cause I don't know what you're saying, father, because listen, this is a sidebar. Don't always try to think, don't always like you have to admit that you are blind so you can see. So don't be saying that just reading it, trying to act like, you know what he's saying. Just tell him like, Lord, I don't know what you're saying because you remain blind. Cause you claim you can see. I'll be telling the Lord, Lord, I'm blind. I don't see. I do not see what you're talking about. And then that's when he just, he, oh, that's how I know he real. Because then he'll break it down to me and be like, this is what I meant. And I'll be like, for God to be the glory, Lord. Because there's, listen, that's how you know that Jesus is Jesus. Because you can read a Bible verse over and over and over again. But once you seek him and you say, Father, what are you saying? That's when he begins to speak more plainly to you. He like, this is what I'm saying, daughter. And let me, let me take you to this book because this book got a part in it. Because you see, it, he, he got to tell you. It's strategic how the Bible is written and you need him to tell you where to go to get a deeper understanding. Hallelujah. Sometimes it's not just a page turner. It's not just, okay, how you read a regular book. Sometimes you, it's like a, it's like a scavenger hunt with the Lord. He like, okay, you read this part, but then I need you to go to this book to see what I was talking about, about that part. Hallelujah. And that's how he begins to talk plainly. And the time is coming. Indeed is here now where he will begin to speak more plainly. Hallelujah, because we all have a piece to put together to build the temple of the most high. I'm telling you, he is coming when he comes back. He's coming back. It says right here. It says. A command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets, strong defenses, despite the perilous times. And what I'm saying, because I wanted to say this correctly because I didn't want to confuse you. That's why I was like, I don't want to confuse you. But everything we are doing is preparing the way for the Lord's return. John the Baptist was baptizing, preparing the way for the Lord's return. Do you get that? So when the Lord is telling you, do this this way, do this that way, it's because you're preparing for the day of the Lord's return. We see that this Bible, when it was written, and Peter, Paul, Matthew, Luke, all of them was writing and adding and doing things. Moses, all of them was writing. It all was preparing the way for the Lord's return. The words that they wrote how many years ago? We're reading them now and it's still alive. You get me, family? It's all about building the church. Hallelujah. Paul has said, he said, I have laid the foundation. Hallelujah. That's, um, second Corinthians. What was that? Second Corinthians chapter. Jesus the second where he said it. Second 
hold on family because i know i'm like i'm silent for a second hold on family it wasn't in first uh second corinthians it was in first corinthians i'm all in the wrong corinthians excuse me but it's first corinthians chapter three and he says dear brothers and sisters when i was with you i couldn't talk to you as I would to spiritual people, I had to talk as though you belonged to this world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger and you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like people of the world? When one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another one says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through who you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. You see how it says, each of us do the work, did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollo watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It was important. Who It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters works together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work for we are both God's workers and you are God's field you are God's building because of God's grace to me I have laid the foundation like an expert builder now others are building on it but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have Jesus Christ Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw, but on the day on, but the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what, what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you? God will destroy anyone who destroys this temple for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Stop deceiving yourselves if you think you are wise by this world's standards. You need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God, as the scriptures say. He traps the wise in the snares of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He thinks they are worthless. So don't boast about your followers. You're following a particular human leader for everything belongs to you, whether Paul or Apollos or Peter or the world or life and death or the present and future. Everything belongs to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Family, we are all in this building together. We all are building together because I'm telling you, when the Lord comes back, we are here to be, uh, we are like fishermen. Because you remember how Jesus, he told his disciples, let me teach you how to fish for people. We are fishermen. We're out here building the body up. We are out here strengthening and equipping each other because yes, we are all fighting a good fight. 
to build each other up, to display God's glory. And in these days, he is using people to build his church up. For the day of his return. Does that make sense? I want to um, go to James chapter 4. Verse 6. Well, let's go to verse 5. I mean, verse 5. Do you think this? I said grace 5. Listen, the Lord trying to give grace today. (laughs) Verse 5. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let's go to, um, okay, no, the Lord, let me read this. Let's go down to verse seven. So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. Because when you're at that humble spot and you're just like, Lord, I'm, I, I, I just don't know what to do. I don't, what, what, what can I do, Father? How can I please you? I know this ain't about me. I know I have to come to the end of myself. Once you can admit that part, the Lord like, okay, I can work with this. I can work with this because now you want my will done. Now it's about me, which it has always been about. But now you're seeing it's about me. So now I can lift you up with honor because you're going to give me the glory. Despite these perilous times, because yes, we know perilous times are coming. Indeed, perilous times are here. We know these things, but the temple is still being rebuilt during these perilous times. In Daniel, back to Daniel 9, it says, it says, Jerusalem, it says, command, oh, sorry. Command is given to rebuild Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one comes. Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. Despite the perilous times, we have to understand, right, that God causes everything to happen over and over and over and over again. Nothing is truly new under the sun. Nothing is truly new. History repeats itself. So as you read in the Bible, you are seeing where people or some people are tore down and some people are built up. Some people are planted and some people are uprooted. We see this, but if you're not in your word, you can't see that. But you gotta, you have to, you can do all the research. You can gain all the wisdom that you want about this world. But until you are ready to basically become a fool, you're not truly wise. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. 
But until you come to the end of yourself, it it's foolish. Like what you're to try to gain your own wisdom is foolish because God looks at people with their own wisdom and He's like, that's just so foolish. His ways are so above our ways that we can never truly be wise unless God gives us the wisdom. But if you feel like you obtain wisdom on your own, I'm here to tell you. You gotta want to become a fool. So, um, let's go to Proverbs. 26. No, Proverbs 29. My bad, Joel. And let's go down to verse 23. It said, Pride ends in humiliation, while humility brings honor. It's about knowing that this is about Jesus. This is all of this is about Jesus. Everything points us back to Jesus. Everything throughout your day, everything is based on Jesus. Will you try to ignore it or will you receive him? Will you receive Jesus or are you going to ignore him? Because listen, everybody has a part to play in the kingdom. It's time to put away with all the sinful things that's lurking within us. It's time to put it away and it's about Jesus. If we are all focused on Jesus, we could all work together because we're all focused on one thing. But if everybody is focused in their sinful nature, we cannot obtain the goal. I want to go to um, 2 Chronicles. Chapter 26. Let's go down to. um, Let's go to verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother was Jehoiachola, family yard, you know, no, you know, from Jerusalem. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. Listen, Uzziah sought God during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. And as long as the king sought guidance from the Lord, God gave him success. It's about seeking guidance from the Lord. It is about saying, Father, if there's any way for this cup of suffering to pass me, let it be. But nevertheless, let your will be done. Excuse me, family, and not mine. That's what it's about. Nevertheless, it's, it's just about that word, nevertheless. Because when you, when you seek the Lord for the guidance, 
for guidance. If you ask him, you include him on what you want, what he needs to be done. Lord, how should I do this? Lord, should I even do this? Lord, should I click on this video? Lord, should I not watch this video? Lord, how do I how do I um prioritize my time? Lord, what should I do with my finances? When you when you go and you um seek after him, you seek after his guidance, he will give you success because it's about him. He will lift you up in honor because it's to give him the glory. It's to glorify him. Hallelujah. We read before that that nobody lights a lamp and then hides it. But a lamp gets put on a stand. The Lord, you are the light of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But you have to follow the leading of the Lord. Because it's about his glory. It's about people knowing that he alone is God. In all of your success, it, the first thing should be for God to be the glory. Because it would be impossible if it wasn't for Jesus. If you just like, God gave me a little bit of help, but this is how I did it. No, no, it's about Jesus. Jesus did it. By the power of God, he gave me this ability to attain the wisdom to be able to keep the blessings that he has bestowed upon me. That's how you be humble. It's not about, yeah, God helped me, but let me just tell you how I did it. No, let me tell you how Jesus led me to do it. You know, family, like even when your sister be saying, when I be saying, I, I always tell you, know that the Lord is leading me and he is first and I follow him. But you got to know your place. Never could I ever exalt myself over God. I could never do that because you know why? I can't, I can't go toe to toe with Jesus. I can't do it. I know my place. <laughs> my place is to sit here. Mind my business and wait for an order. Now, because you know how I learned that? Because I tried to step in front of him before a couple of times and ask me where I got. Ask me if my plan succeeded. It never did. It never did. It never did. It never did. Every time I tried to go before Jesus, my plans never succeeded. Actually, it was a bigger mess because I didn't wait upon the Lord and I didn't see what traps and snares was ahead of me. Uzziah declared war on the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jeb- Jebne, and Ashdod. Then he built his built the new towns in Ashdod near area in, in other parts of Philistine. God helped him in his wars against the Philistines, his battles with the Arabs of Ger, and his wars with the Munanites. The Munanites paid annual tribute to him, and his fame spread even to Egypt, for he had become very powerful. Uzziah built fortified towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate. Do you see how Uzziah... He is built in Jerusalem up. Everything he's doing is built in Jerusalem up. Hallelujah. And that's the same thing that we were just talking about in Daniel. It's about building Jerusalem. Doesn't Revelations talk about new Jerusalem? We have to have tunnel vision 
as the body to I only can see New Jerusalem. All I can see is that my God is getting the glory. All I can do is pour down the spiritual into the physical so people can know that he alone is God, that Jesus Christ alone is God. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to tell people that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm here to tell them that Jesus came in a real body and died on the cross for our sins. That's what I'm here for in the mighty name of Jesus. And guess what? That's what you are here for too. But you got to get past yourself. You got to get past yourself. You got to cast down that spirit of Eve. Okay. That wants to be, that wants to, how, how, how was it worded? Cause I want to word it exactly correct. How did this, what did the serpent exactly say to Eve? Because I want the word for word family. Cause I need you to understand the spirit of Eve. Or should I say the spirit behind Eve, whichever one you will. Um, Genesis 3 verse 4. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. It says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruits looked delicious. And she weighed, she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband. Listen, bad, that bad fruit, listen, we all been there. That bad fruit looked delicious because it's just like a, when, when you see bad fruit, it's like, oh, you can get it right now. Like how when um the, the, the enemy was trying to get Jesus to bow to him, he was like, all of this could be yours. But you got to have an attitude of Christ and no, listen, it's already mine. What you talking about? Yeah, I might have to take a detour. I might got to go the long way. I might got to walk through the wilderness, even though it's right around the corner. But guess what? When I get it, it's going to be good, good. Okay? It ain't, it's going to be more than delicious. It's going to be phenomenal once I get it. Eve wanted to cheat her way into getting wisdom. She wanted the easier way. We do not know the plans that could have happened if Eve would have chosen not to sin. You get what I'm saying? She could have still obtained the wisdom because we were already made in the image of God. We already had the breath. Well, Adam already had the breath of life in his lungs. You get what I'm saying? Eve came from his rib. So I'm saying this where she didn't know how she was going to obtain the wisdom, but she wanted to go before God and look where it got us. We cursed. <laughs> Jesus had to come down here and reverse the curse. Now I'm not saying that, um, you know, that it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Cause God always has a plan, but you got to remember God will bless the Ishmael. All I'm saying is Eve made an Ishmael because he like the blessing comes through Isaac. But Eve made an Ishmael. I'm praying that this makes sense. But it all just goes back to not going before God. Not stepping before him. We're going to see what happens to Uzziah. Because it's about building his people. Building his church. He also constructed forts in the wilderness and dug many water sinisters because he kept great herds of livestock in the foothills of Judah and on the plains. He was also a man who loved the soil. He had many workers who cared for his farms and vineyards, both on the hillsides and in the fertile valleys. Uzziah had an army of well-trained warriors ready to march into battle unit by unit. This army had been Mastered and organized by Jalil, J Jail, 
The secretary of the army and his assistants, Massasaya, family, listen. They were under the direction of Hananiah, one of the king's officials. These regiments of mighty warriors were commanded by 2,600 clan leaders. The army consisted of 307,500 men, all elite troops. They were prepared to assist the kings against any enemy Uzziah provided the entire army with shields spears helmets coats of mail coats of mail bows and sling stones and he built structures on the walls of Jerusalem designed by experts to protect those who shot arrows and hurled large stones from the towers and the corners of the wall his fame spread far and wide for the Lord gave him marvelous help and he became very powerful this is about, this is why I come to the end of yourself. Because God wants to equip you with such wisdom, such power, such glory. He wants to display his marvelous splendor through you. But you got to come to the end of yourself. Because we're about to see what happens when you don't come to the end of yourself. This is why it's so important to be pruned and purified by God's word. Because let's go. But when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on on the incense altar. Azara, Azar, Azar, Azaria, the high priest went and after him with 80 other priests of the Lord, all brave men. They confronted King Uzziah and said, it's not for you, Uzziah, to burn the incense to the Lord. That is the work of the priest alone, the descendants of Aaron who are set apart for his work. Get out of the sanctuary for you have sinned. The Lord, the Lord God will not honor you for this. Uzziah, who was holding an incense burner, became furious. But as he was standing there raging at the priest before the incense altar, the Lord's temple, in the Lord's temple, leprosy suddenly broke out on his forehead. When Azariah, the high priest, and all the other priests saw the leprosy, they rushed him out. And the king himself was eager to get out because the Lord had struck him. So King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in isolation in a separate house for he was excluded from the temple of of the Lord. His son Jehoiachin, Jehoiachin, I think it's Jehoiachin, y'all, was put in charge of the royal palace and he governed the people of the land. The rest of the events of Uzziah's reign from beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. When Uzziah died, he was buried with his ancestors. His grave was in a nearby burial field belonging to the kings of of the people for the king. Hold on. Belonging to the kings for the people said he had leprosy and his son Jahan became the next king. That's why it's so important for us to come to the end of ourselves. Okay. Because it's, it's. If you do not remember that it's about Jesus your pride is crouching at the door, ready to subdue you and be your master. That's why you got to remember, it's not about me. For God to be the glory, I boast in the Lord and in the Lord alone. Yes, I will say this is a word, but this is a God-given word. It's about having a mindset because God knows your heart. Because listen, God knows your heart. 
So it's about constantly reminding yourself, this is not about me. It's about constantly renewing your mind and knowing I'm living for Jesus. Today, when I wake up, it's about Jesus. Tonight, when I go to sleep, it's to get rest for Jesus. When I wake up, it's time to go back in the world for Jesus. That's what it's about. Listen, even when you dream and Lord, give me a dream to build your kingdom for Jesus. That's what it's about. Yes, we have free will, but how special is it to be able to choose? I want to serve you, Lord. I want to love you versus if he would have made you a robot. He gave you the choice to love him. He gave you the choice to say, I want to serve you. And that is so special. Listen, that is so special. I am grateful that he has given me free will. I'm grateful because now it's like, I know my faith is the only thing that can please him. I know my faith is the only thing to please him, but I have faith knowing that Lord, I I have free will, but I choose you. I choose you, Lord, even though I can't see you with a visible eye, Lord, I choose to serve you because I know you real. And I put my faith on it. You know, family, you know, like that's what your sister be trying to say. Like, it's about casting our pride down daily, daily. I'm telling you, I catch myself trying to figure something out. And I'm like, oh, this God business. I could tell. You could tell when you about to get in God business because then you start getting anxiety and stuff because that's God's business. Where you start be like, well, I wonder how this going to happen. How am I going to get this done? That's God's business. Now, I'll be catching myself. I ain't saying that it don't sneak up on me. But when it sneak up on me, I catch myself. I'm like, oh, mm-mm. Mm-mm, this ain't about me. This eternal folks business. <laughs> this supernatural folks business. This only Jesus business. This ain't mine. This ain't mine at all. And that's the attitude you got to have. This life is not about yours. This life is not about you. I want, um, what, what verse is that? Hold on, family. Give your sis a moment. My house finally quiet. Yo, y'all hear this? Let me, um, well, it's going to stay quiet. It's going to stay quiet. Let's go to Matthew 6. Let's go down to verse 19. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. And reading that, right? Because when I was like about to tell you a verse, the Lord, he brought that out to me. And he wants me to warn somebody. You got to watch what you, what you, who you around, what you around. You got to protect your eye gates, your ear gates, your mouth gates. You got to protect all these gates, okay? Because the enemy will try to come in either way. Because it's, he has to enter in some way because he's trying to get into your heart. You know, he's trying to get into your heart. So you first we know he got to get into your mind. But ain't your eyes and your ears and all that, and your mouth, ain't that all up by your head? That's all I'm saying, you know? You know, that's what I'm saying. And then if you want to get into other things, you know, I know he, he he's going to try to get in any crack folder crevices he can. Okay. But it's the first, you got to get into your mind. 
And then he's trying to get to your heart. You got to protect that. You got to watch what you're watching. You got to watch what you're listening to. Because the enemy is trying to gain territory. It is a war going on. It is a war. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why? And Why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. Don't they work or make their clothing? Yes, Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Family, it's not about, right? Because for so long, we got to work to get the money. But that's deception. We are not to be working for the money. The money's supposed to be working for us. We are to subdue money and be money's master. Do you get what I'm saying? We do not work for money. Money works for us. That's how the kingdom works. Do you, you think God work? You think God get a paycheck? You think Jesus get a paycheck? That's a kingdom privilege. But if you want to be God in your life, okay, well, if you want to go before God, say if the Lord didn't tell you to get a job. What if he told you don't do this? What if he got a business plan for you? What if he wants you to be an entrepreneur, but you still stuck on, well, I got to go get a job because I only can see it this way with my human mind. You got to cast down that pride and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is your plans for my life? Yes, Lord, I'm working this nine to five, but has this been your plan or do you have greater for me? Because I know that I am to subdue money. I know I can't be enslaved to money. And we can look at the definition of enslaved. Let's talk about it. Make, it says make someone a slave. Cause someone to lose their freedom of choice or action. We are to be money's master also. Because obviously, yes, you need money to build the kingdom up. We're going to need kingdom finances to do what the Lord is saying. He, do you see when he was building, um, when, when he was building, um, I think it was when we were just reading, oh, what was that? Second Chronicles. The Lord talking about jewels and gold and emerald and all this other stuff. Jasper, it's going to cost some money to build the kingdom yes it will but that's god's business of how he's going to do it stop trying to figure out in your human mind how to do it no i'm not saying that that job not for you i'm not saying that it's about you going to seek the father and you ask him for yourself don't look at your sis like she got all the answers i'm just telling you what i hear the father saying for me he, he just using me whatever he says to say i'm saying it in the mighty name of jesus we cannot go before God. We do not know the plans that he has for us. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. For he knows the plans that he has for you. You seek him in all your ways and lean not to your own understandings. It says, um, and if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today, 
and into the fire tomorrow. He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? The Lord is speaking. Why do you have so little faith? He will take care of you. This is a word, y'all. This is a word, okay? I listen, this is a word for me because I be trying to question the Lord. Like, Lord, but how are we about to do this? Lord, but what are we about to do next? This is a word for your sis in the mighty name of Jesus. Because listen, you got to call, you got to call yourself out. You got to call yourself out sometimes. And you got to be like, listen, pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Because I, listen, when you be questioning the Lord, why you have so little faith? Like, cause listen, let's be real. There's times when you be like, Jesus, this don't make no sense. <laughs> listen. Lord, you I know you telling me to do it this way, but it make no sense. Why do you have so little faith? Uh, listen, so don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbeliever. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. We are believers. We should not be dominated by these thoughts. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God. So you got to seek him. Just like how Uzziah was seeking him when he was Zechariah. He was seeking him with Zechariah. That's the same thing. And we have to know that God will cause for our plans to succeed once we seek him. Because our plans will be his plans if we're seeking him. Because we're saying, Lord, how do we do this? How do I do this for you, Father? Because it's about him. Father, how do I get these plans? How do I do these plans? It's about you. Father, how do I get my business running? Because it's about you. It's not about me so seek ye first seek first the kingdom of God above all else live righteously and he will give you everything you need so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries today's trouble is enough for today family family he he doing something, y'all. He doing something. He doing something. He the Lord is he is in the kitchen whipping it up, okay? He is doing something. I know. I know you feel like the warfare is intense. I know you feel like God, but this is happening, but that is happening. He like, yes, I gotta set the scene. Because after I set the scene, you will know that I am God. Once I do this big move of God in your life, you will never be the same, the Lord is saying. You shall never be the same again in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, I have to let your back get up, up against the wall, but then you will know that I am God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I know you feel like everything is coming in at different ends, but I need you to know that when I say peace, be still, peace has to be still. Yes, it has to get loud so that you can know peace, be still. Hallelujah. Do you understand what the spirit is speaking to you in the mighty name of Jesus? Never has he seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Listen, we got to go to that verse now. Hold on. Yes, let's um hold up, wait, cause this is a song. I ain't say nothing about the song. I need the Bible verse, girl. I ain't say nothing about it. She look like a nice lady though, but that's not what I'm looking for. Um, Psalms thirty seven. Hallelujah. Never has the righteous been forsaken or his seed begging for bread. God got you. God got you. Hallelujah. It says, 
Once I was young and now I am old, yet have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others and their children are blessings. Hallelujah. Never have we seen the righteous forsaken or they seized begging for bread. You got to know that about the Lord. Hallelujah. You got to know that God got a plan. I know you're like, well, sis, listen, how? Like, I don't got no end, sis. I don't got nothing. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something why God got to set the scene. Because he got you. He got to. The Lord got to let you get down to the bare nothing. You got to have nothing, right? Hallelujah. Because this is what's going to happen. This is what he's trying to show you. Let me get to the verse. Hold up. Hold on, y'all. It says, let's go to uh, Matthew 5, verse 3. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Hallelujah. You see how he says, God blesses those who are poor and realize. You got to realize your need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is yours. It's theirs. It belongs to you. But you got to realize it. You got to realize like, Lord, I'm broke and I don't know how to achieve this. And I'm just not, let's just not go to poor financially. I'm talking spiritually, period. Hallelujah. God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble. They will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sort of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Family, that's what you got to know about the Lord. You see how he's saying, yes, it's telling you about the, he, he, if you low key see it, you're seeing the, the sorrows and the trials that we got to go through. Yes, we have to mourn. Yes, we have to be humbled. Yes, we have to be broke. Yes, we have to um be hungry for justice. We got to see that it's injustice happening because the Lord is saying when these things happen, you will be able to see the kingdom of God. That's what he's saying. Yes, you will see these things happen, but you shall see the kingdom of God. If you believe me, hallelujah, you can admit that you need these things. You can inherit the kingdom of God. The Lord is saying, but you got to come to the realization that you need me. Hallelujah. That's what it is. got to come to the realization that you need him in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that you go through in his life is to show you that you need. Jesus. Hallelujah. That you need the blood. And if you want to deny him, he will deny you. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you want to say you don't know him, he's going to say he don't know you. Hallelujah. Listen, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to go to um, Malachi chapter three and let's go down to um Let's go down to verse 13. And it says, 
You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord. But you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? You have said, what's the use of serving God? What have we gained by obeying his commands by by trying or by trying to show the Lord of heaven's armies that we are sorry for our sins. From now on, we will call the arrogant blessed for those who do evil, get rich and those who dare God to punish them, suffer no harm. It's people questioning God. You like God, but why they got to do, why does it happen this way? God, why are they getting blessed? Well, God, why are this? God is, why is that? And this, listen, hold on. I'm about to, I'm, listen, we're going to just keep on going. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with each other and the Lord listened to what they said in his presence. A scroll of remembrance was written to record the names of those who feared him and who always thought about the honor of his name. They will be my people, says the Lord of heaven's army. On that day of judgment, when I act. On that, that day when I act in judgment, they will be my own special treasure. I will spare them as a father spares an obedient child. Then you will again see the difference between the righteous and the wicked, be, between those who serve God and those who do not. The time is coming where the, the what well, indeed is here now, where, where the wheat is being separated from the tear and you are seeing who is truly wicked and who is truly righteous. You are beginning to see who are the children of God and who are not. You are getting that perfect vision to see who serves the Lord and who does not serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And people, that's another thing. Hold on family. Give me a second. 